Hello? Who's that? Oh, hi. What are you doing out in this mess? Get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. Coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, hi. What are you doing out in this mess? <laughs> I guess they came to get me, Gavin, because this yeah. is. They're coming to get a, uh, to get you, whatever the show's called. I don't even know at this point. Uh, but I'm Brent Terhune, and my co-host. Gavin Eddings, what's going on, Brent? Hey, well, we're watching the original, the OG ripoff. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that is what... Uh, that's what they said. That's what they said they were doing, and they did it. Uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah, and this for me... And I can't believe we were releasing this on a Friday the 13th. Uh, <laughs> we're I not. Wait, <laughs> I don't, I don't I, even I, know I, when the next one is, honestly. I know we think we had one back in May. We did have one back in May. And then yeah. uh, I don't know when the next one is. I was like, I was impressed with your foresight because I haven't even thought that far ahead about when we're releasing this. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I have absolutely no idea. It might come out next year. But like, this is the last. You may have already <laughs> got tired of this podcast, but we had to release this on a Friday the 13th even though episodes come out on insert day of the week here. Yes. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so Friday the 13th for me is my favorite horror franchise. There are Freddie people. There are Jason people. There are Michael Myers people. You are a Michael Myers person. Would mm-hmm. you say that's correct? Yeah. And I am a Jason person. So we mm-hmm. are natural enemies. Uh, well, we're definitely natural enemies over that. Over my right shoulder is just a, uh, about 
20 different Jason figures, but of course we are natural enemies. <laughs> and over my and over <laughs> my right shoulder over here, you can see all of my Jasons up there as well. Uh, per, uh, per very toyetic, if we're going to throw that term out he there. He is very toyetic. Lends himself to being different toys that I that we must purchase <laughs> yeah and we, and we can talk about how toyetic is and just how the slight variations yeah. of how Jason is but Friday the 13th is my favorite franchise however Friday the 13th the original is not one of my favorites mm-hmm. it's probably not in my top three or five okay because I of, of all the franchise is what you mean of the, right? of the franchise yes of all the big horror staples Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. That first movie is a classic, but Friday the 13th really doesn't pick up steam until three or four movies into it when it becomes what you come to expect with Jason with the hockey mask. Everything else, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, Elm Street, they all had their primary killer. They had Leatherface, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. This is not Jason's movie. Friday the 13th part Mm -hmm. one is not a Jason movie. It is kind of a weird whodunit that's not really a good whodunit. It's like a, it's kind of like violent Scooby-Doo. If, if you never saw the killer at all, if, mm-hmm. if every Scooby-Doo episode was like, oh, Mrs. Voorhees. And you're like, I thought it was going to be the carnival We didn't meet workers. Mrs. Voorhees at all in this episode. <laughs> be like, huh? Old Who's... man Leahy, <laughs> we didn't meet him at all. In Who's this old? What? What's an old man Leahy? I'm not. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Bubblegum Jones just unmasked her. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we've one of the three Globetrotter episodes. Yeah, so you don't I need not, to know the killer if you know the Globetrotters, Gavin. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I learned that from Scooby Doo that when the Globetrotters aren't putting in work on the court, they're solving murders and crimes true. and mysteries. <laughs> well, that you know, somehow run into the gang, uh, <laughs> in their travels a lot, apparently. Zoinks, Bubblegum Jones, we had courtside <laughs> seats last night. Can you help us solve a murder? It's so yeah, I yeah, we're talking about Scooby Doo on the Friday 13th episode, but uh also I keep pretending that Scooby Doo is sol- is solving actual murders when they were like very, very low key trying to bra- like jack up the price of real estate essentially. It's on mostly a lot of them. like they, they solve mostly misdemeanors. Like it's yeah. just, it's nothing, it's like misdemeanor theft, it's not grand larceny. If they had like a domestic abuse case they had to solve, they'd be like, yeah. we're out, guys. Sorry, this is not on our favorite. Right. I want to see scooby-doo svu <laughs> i also want to see them uh, take the mask off somebody and it's missy misdemeanor elliot <laughs> it's right up our alley uh, to, to believe fly. that these uh these either like 25 to 30 to 40 year old black gentlemen who do basketball tricks want to hang out with these white kids solving mystery like that doesn't sound dog. fun at all like <laughs> first off the the van can't be that big the van is very cramped so their legs are getting real cramped up they're in there w- with a great dane which is a stinky dog they don't you never see the episode where they wash scooby that never happens that does that does happen but uh, does, uh i'm sorry that's I, neither I, I, here or there on this Friday the 13th podcast. All right, let's get back to Friday. But I digest, Gavin. <laughs> uh, so you you don't think this is like a good first entry is what I'm hearing. No, it's not. Because it's not a very well, 
it's kind of boring at times. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a while to get going. Like, yes, you have the opening scene with the counselors who are making out and they're just confronted by somebody like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, we were, as I buckled my pants, we were just messing around. We we were just looking for, uh, we dropped a contact. What's going on? Clues. Like, we were looking for clues. <laughs> We weren't doing anything. And then just that that uh, freeze frame of murder that we get get for this. So that's where everything starts off. You got the spooky camp. You've got two camp counselors getting killed. That becomes kind of like legendary. It's like the spooky urban legend of like, don't go to Camp Crystal Lake. It's Camp Blood. You can't go there because uh, someone's going to kill you. But the entire premise of this movie, the director, Sean Cunningham, went to writer Victor Miller who said rip off Halloween. And just, like he said that in the interview, like I've seen yeah. him just say, rip it off. <laughs> just, just do it. And I admire like, that. He's like, yeah, we we're taking it, you know? And they did. And they did that. And he, he laid it out how they ripped it off that they needed to be at a place where adults weren't easily accessible, where the police couldn't get too easy. So they're like, let's do a summer camp. Mm-hmm. And so then they kind of did the whole Jason drown thing. And they had to base it on like a, a, a quote unquote holiday because Halloween kicked off. Like we got to make a slasher movie about every holiday, no matter if it's just a superstitious Friday, the 13th, April fools. Uh, you've got uh, my bloody Valentine, which is actually a very good one, which yeah, I, actually I like very that. much enjoy. Um, so you've got that in Friday the 13th, but yeah, as far as good entries, People like to confuse a lot of things from the sequels into the first Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh man, I love that scene when he impales the two people on the bed. And it's like, that's Friday too. That's not, you're, you're not thinking about the first movie. Yeah. I love that scene when they give the, the Jason speech around the campfire. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's also Friday too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's one of those where it's a, uh, a a victim of the rest of the franchise because we, you know, it's in Scream when he's like, who was the killer on Friday the 13th? And she's like, Jason. And he's like, wrong, bitch. I saw that movie like, 18 goddamn times. Yeah. Like I, uh, it's one of those where we've gone back and in our own heads, uh, rewritten the history of that is Jason. And it wasn't Jason. It was the mother. And I, I think you and I couldn't, uh, disagree more on our thoughts for this movie, Gavin. really? And yeah. see, I and see, I, I don't want to come across that I you don't. are, you are. I don't know what you're <laughs> about to say, but you are. <laughs> I do enjoy this movie, yeah. I, I do enjoy it, and I love the franchise. But as far as a first entry, it is not as solid as the other juggernauts of the horror genre. Well, yeah, this is this. I was watching this last night and thinking, like, if they just would have started out with Friday the 13th part two somehow and that was the first one this would have been a later prequel yeah like like they've done with the saw franchise or whatever like this would have been uh i think a great prequel or this would have been a tv series mm-hmm. i uh i like this i like a whodunit i think this is uh and that you know we say we say it's a rip off of halloween and that's what you know sean cunningham said but i Besides a slasher trope, I don't think this really has much to do with Halloween at all. Yeah, and I would uh, I think that the tropes are there, the teenagers being stalked by somebody getting killed yeah. one by one. I think that definitely is Halloween all over. And as far as the whodunit goes, I love me a good whodunit, but you have to introduce characters who could have done it. Um, it would have been like in Scream, 
if they reveal the killer to be somebody we've never seen before. Yeah. But I guess, I guess maybe it's one of, if it was like a first viewing, I'd be like, Oh, hold on. Who's this? I don't, I don't like it when, when they introduce somebody we've not met before, but in this case, like I've seen this movie a ton. So to me in hindsight, I'm like, I, I don't mind that at all, you know? And I, and I think the trope of, Oh, you gotta be a virgin. If you do drugs, you have sex or whatever that now that's so like, if you just saw this in 1980, right after Halloween, you could be like, Oh, they, they killed the people that did the drugs and smoked or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like that is such a trope in horror anymore that it's like, sure, that that's just the rules, you know, these, I don't. I, these I, are the breaks, kids. Yeah, I, I feel like besides being a slasher uh, movie and more of a slasher than Halloween, I don't think there's a lot that's, you know, I don't think it's a straight ripoff of Halloween. I do think. Halloween laid the groundwork, but I do yeah. think it, but I do think they tried to up the violence and really up the ante mm-hmm. with Friday the 13th. And that is one thing that it does do very well is the gore effects, is the violence. It, it is a very, it is a violent movie by 80 standards. Like it's very violent, even mm-hmm. though it has, like, like we've talked about several times in these episodes, it has the slat, it has the psycho effect where you think you're seeing more than you really do you see the after effect of it and it just so happens that the after effect is pretty gruesome <laughs> yeah know? like one of the and i don't want to get get too too far ahead if we're going to recap but there's a one of the most iconic scenes it's a very subtle part but the the scene where one of the characters is in the shower area mm-hmm. and she turns around she thinks she sees somebody she's not and then you see the uh the axe slowly raise up behind her and the axe hits the light as it comes down mm-hmm. and then it, it lands in her face. You never see it enter her face. You think you do. But what happens is they, they did a camera trick where they had the axe hit the light to give you that impression that it hit her face. Because when it hits the light, it's loud. It gives it weight to it. So it's not a prop. And that really adds to the impact seeing just how hard that axe came down yeah tom savini has said in interviews of like if you can have it interact with like a real object mm-hmm. to make it you know clearly it's a rubber thing and uh even if if they didn't show it how they did it was they probably attached it to her face and then pulled it back and then played that backwards like they did on mm-hmm. dawn of the dead yeah. like it's it's one of those where it's like clearly we all know this is fake but sometimes there are other things in this movie where i'm like in hindsight i'm looking back i'm like okay that's if you just look it's not real like the guy's neck is a different color (laughs) you know uh but we'll we'll jump in it let's let's start out with it came out may 9th uh 1980 the budget was uh dollars. the box office was 59.8 million directed by sean cunningham and written by victor miller um so what what how do you want to you want to start with the characters or how do you want to start gavin let's go ahead well we've got some characters here who are not the most memorable i think that um you have a few you have alice who's the final girl mm-hmm. uh, played by adrian king she is definitely probably the, the standout character of this there are again there are more um there are more standout characters in future entries where and then you also have kevin bacon whose character name is kevin bacon like that's who it is is that his name i didn't even look because no, it's, 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 this is gonna he's gonna be ken for a this yeah. episode like i'm just gonna call him kevin bacon his name like, is his name is jack mm-hmm. so 
we're gonna call him Kevin Bacon because he called him abs is what I call oh, him. Oh yeah, call him Mr. Footloose. Oh, look at Mr. Footloose over here, Mr. Tremors. Yeah, I, I like to call people by their most obscure <laughs> movie reference. <laughs> Sam Neil is not from Jurassic Park, he's Mr. Omen three. <laughs> Mr. Event Horizon over here. Look at <laughs> look him. at this guy. <laughs> look at this guy doing Hellraiser in space, even though Hellraiser went to space. <laughs> so you've got some good characters here. You've got, of course, Betsy Palmer as Mrs. Voorhees, mm-hmm. who thought the movie was a piece of shit and did it for basically the money. Yeah, for sure. And, and then uh, she made that sweet con money. I, I, it is weird with like uh, and a, a recommendation at the end of this that I will say you should watch is Crystal Lake Memories and I, I think you've seen it too. If you have Gavin. 13, if you have 28 hours to Yeah, if to, you have to watch a long ass documentary <laughs> uh, instead of re-watching the, the movies just re-watch, just watch that that documentary it's pretty much the same thing but it's very good there's interviews of her in there i'm sure there are other but like she couldn't sound more pretentious about horror and everything like clearly didn't want to be in it and you know the story she needed a new car and it just you know oh i got this gig i'll buy this car or whatever uh but uh yeah i i like her performance in this and I, I think it's a bit over the top, but I think when you listen to that lady just speak, she's a bit over the top type of person anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I, I And we've mentioned before, I love actors that are like, I did it for the money. I did it. Yeah. For the, I did I it for know. the paper. I don't care. I don't need to make art. I got to buy a car. So yeah. and then she became like a horror icon as Jason's mother. She probably took this role thinking it wouldn't be anything. And she, she how, thought it, nobody was going to see it. <laughs> and, then, and then it just like it made so much money and like people would see it like every year and it led to like sequels every year for like the next like six or seven years mm-hmm. um even though that she never got to come back for any of them or wanted to i don't think because she gets uh, uh spoiler murdered uh she does Man, she, damn i know <laughs> i'm sorry i spoiled this 42 year old movie for you I'm, I'm really sorry i should have put the spoiler warning up um but the characters in this they're good but they're not as memorable except for kevin bacon being kevin bacon and the main um mrs Voorhees and alice the rest are just kind of there to get killed um, bodies yeah i mean sorry crazy ralph is also very good because, i yeah because he's there to just tell everybody they're they're doomed they're do- and then just pedal away on a bicycle something like <laughs> I, I forget about that because again sometimes my mind switches one and two a lot because yeah. they're because they're very similar but i was like is that the one when crazy ralph just wicked witch of the west is away after he rings his bell as he goes uh, away and i will say that the the one i watched i have i think it's a, what is it the scream factory whatever the box set that came out yeah Uh, And I chose to watch the uncut Friday the 13th. So there are, uh, I don't, and I've, I've seen this movie a bunch, but I'd have to watch it back to back to tell you what's cut and what's uncut. But I feel like some of the scenes with, with crazy Ralph are extended for no reason, I think. So most, so most of the extended, because that was a huge deal when the uncut version of Friday the 13th came out Mm -hmm. because allegedly a lot of things got cut by the MPAA as far as like violence and Mm -hmm. gore, things like that. So back, I think in the mid 
maybe mid to late 2000s, they finally released it on DVD and Blu-ray, the uncut Friday the 13th. And it only adds like maybe 30 to 35 seconds of actual footage. And it's just very, very minimal like gore shots mm-hmm. of just like when Kevin Bacon gets killed, there's like a little more blood spurting from like the arrow hole. I feel like that scene was a little longer too than yeah. what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like some like, shots that like they could have been cut and it didn't really change it but i did i think like the uncut version better or like there's a scene where they're they're going to the office if tell me if you remember this where it's a A adrian king and i don't remember the guy with that gets the arrows bing crosby's son Mm -hmm. um they go into the office to call somebody and the office they break the window the office the phone's dead um, and then I go to the payphone. That phone's dead. They try to start this truck. It won't start. But like, there's a scene where it shows like the phone wire outside of the the office, and it shows where it's been cut. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you remember that at all? I don't remember that in like the theatrical cut. Honestly, I probably watched the uncut version more than the theatrical version. Yeah. So, the, so this I is don't... the thing where they release different versions, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know at this point. Like, what know? is the what is the what is the pure full frame black and white yeah. version that I should be watching? Thirty five is... millimeter. Yes, unless you're watching it on the biggest IMAX, you haven't really seen Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. What would Betsy Palmer watch it? What version would she? <laughs> that's how pretentious I'm trying to get. She would. She would watch it on old penny arcade where she like turns the wheel <laughs> nickelodeon rubbish <laughs> this, <laughs> this is real art so um yeah go, go ahead gavin yeah so i yeah just the the whole do- doomsayer thing and the characters and the movie it, starts out basically by with like we said the two camp counselors getting killed by a mysterious person i don't know who's was Mrs. Voorhees, was she like a cook or something at the camp? She was the cook at the camp. And and also a parallel from Halloween, it starts out similarly with somebody coming upon people that just had sex with, mm-hmm. with Halloween. It's Judith Myers getting killed. But now that we talk about that is a very similar, let's set it up. Let's have somebody get killed at the very beginning and then do a time jump type thing. What we don't know is, though, is we don't know how long how long the camp counselors lasted yeah. uh, compared to Judith <laughs> and her two pump chump boyfriend. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. I'm, I'm done. I'm out of here. Bye. I, I wish they would have noticed that it just had a line where like the girl tells the camp counselor boy, like that was the best 45 minutes of my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, God damn son. And he's like, I got mine. I don't care. <laughs> I got mine. <laughs> just, That'd be a really good parody where it's just horror movie characters talking about how long they lasted while the killer's yeah. trying to when, kill them. Yeah, when when you uh you flipped it and reversed it, oh my god, that was I, my when when I had 45 orgasms, I couldn't be- <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You were I, so good. I had 13 orgasms <laughs> on this Friday. <laughs> So these camp counselors get killed in in the most unconvincing. We weren't doing nothing. Yeah. Gee, golly. As I buckle at my pants and she's putting her shirt back on. <laughs> so they get stabbed to death. And then we flash forward to the nowadays. We've got this girl, Annie, who's trying to get to Camp Crystal Lake because they're opening it up. And everybody's like, mm, you shouldn't be doing that. You should not be going up there. She gets a ride with a truck driver for a little bit, uh, but she does get the doomsayer of Crazy Ralph, who's like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's got a death curse. 
not yeah. just a curse never come back again <laughs> not just a curse a death curse which is yeah. the worst kind of curse to have i mean is it like i guess the kid drowned and then two other people got murdered is that qualify as a death curse that just seems like an accident and two murders <laughs> <laughs> there's never like anything deeper about oh yeah camp crystal lake it's on indian burial ground the ground's gone sour no it's just like this guy just like somebody got killed curse that is a good that's a huge conclusion to jump to crazy ralph and that's saying something and that's just only counting the deaths we know about it's it's a camp i'm I'm sure somebody else had died there that's the prequel we need we just need how many people were actually there not even not even horror let's just see the day-to-day at camp uh ob bosu whatever it's called i don't i got in my notes but this boy scout camp the actual real real camp which is actually isn't it in new jersey yeah blairstown i think it's in my notes somewhere uh that i have but uh yeah that i and i was really bummed and this is a spoiler but this is all spoilers part two like Crazy Ralph gets it. I would just like this dude to be sticking around for some reason, you know, and I think there were fan theories and I'd like to subscribe to this, that this is Jason's dad. Like (laughs) it just seems fun. Like this, somehow this guy just spawned a a serial killer and now he's trying to warn everybody about it. I would have, I would have liked to seen crazy Ralph live long enough to interact with the graveyard keeper from part six. A fart head. (laughs) Just like you're doomed, you fart head. They would have had some good drinking stories. They they would have had a good time. I would have I want to see like a uh a doomsday off of like the harbinger of doom guys of like, no, I'll tell you how dead you're gonna be. And then he's like, (laughs) No, you're gonna be this dead. Then you you could have old Judd from Pet Cemetery show up and be like, It's got a death, it's got a ground sour. (laughs) Sometimes dead is better. And be like, like that guy's got a lot of he's got a he's got some good ideas he's got some good chops don't know go, don't go down that road all that <laughs> we we need to compile over we're doing this podcast all the doomsday people that come out of uh, everywhere if we watch cabin in the woods we can use that guy too the gas station guy <laughs> every yeah you always got to meet a doomsday person at like an off-road diner or um like at a, at a, at a gas station mm-hmm yeah, so that's that's definitely a trope where it's like a dirty off the road, off the highway type place. Like, oh yeah, you don't want to go up there. Yeah. Like, Do you have a job? Or are you just? <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty clear that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to buy fireworks. Let me get a dollar. Like they and they call this guy Crazy Ralph. Like everybody knows this dude. Like the cops know him. Like he's just Crazy Ralph. Have you? Did you ever have anybody in your? town that's just like yeah that's uh broke eric he's just always asking for money you know like i don't know if we had anything like that i do have people i know i'm not going to say their nick nicknames on here because they say i know <laughs> um he goes by big cat and it's just like you are in your 40s uh okay like, like yeah there's big cat it's like you're in your 40s okay yeah. hey I, and then he'll introduce himself as big cat he does and i'm like no that's not okay it's there's like a, there's a guy here in indianapolis and he's like at at stoplights it would be in like a, a vacant parking lot but he's known for like riding his bike but he rides he rides the bike backwards so he's uh backwards on the bike and like he'll juggle these sticks so like he's been on like 
TV interviews and stuff. But if somebody was like, oh, you know, the guy that rides his bike backwards on uh, Emerson and the people be like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. That's as close as we have to Crazy Ralph. And I don't think that guy's crazy. I just think he's kind of like a we, local staple. Now that you mentioned that, we do have one local state mold that that's, that's not Big Cat. His name's uh, Billy the Flag Waver. Mm-hmm. It's this old dude, just loves America. He'd be down by the Evansville Riverfront. He would just like stake flags in the in near one of our busy uh, downtown intersections mm-hmm. um, near, near the river. He would just put, put flags there and just wave the American flag all day. Just wave at people. And they're like, oh, that's Billy the Flag Waver. Yeah, uh, that's and then like, I want to know the history of Billy the Flag Waver. They did like an expose on him in the local paper because they're like, this is he's always there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's not doing anything wrong. And I think we the I think the city got him an apartment a while or something because we were all worried about him. Yeah. Uh, they're like, what happened? He hasn't been out there waving his flags lately. Yeah. Are you like, I haven't seen Jerry the bike guy in a while? Like, <laughs> like, I hope he's all right. You know, um, what you didn't know, though, is crazy Ralph is not crazy for his doom saying he's crazy because he has a furniture store and these prices are yeah. out of this world. And the camera, <laughs> if we, we had the camera, the camera's going to zoom in and out because he's so crazy. If you shop anywhere else, your wallet is doomed. It's doomed. <laughs> crazy Ralph furniture. <laughs> um, I love crazy Ralph. Um, also, I just find it weird that like it's 20 miles from the town to Camp Crystal Lake. So the guy just drops the girl off 10 miles in. Like you still got. <laughs> 10 more miles to walk this is nuts thank you for taking me half of the way but <laughs> yeah. I, I i feel like i could have just walked this at this point like i could have yeah. then um annie is kind of the the trope of the first girl getting it because we follow her for a, a while she's mm-hmm. in this for like the first probably quarter of the movie she gets picked up by a jeep which is normally a man's vehicle but as we come to turn out ladies can drive jeeps too she gets picked up it's by a jeep the... thing gavin you wouldn't understand <laughs> you're right salt life <laughs> <laughs> she gets picked up by an unseen figure they kind of talk for a little bit or annie talks to her nothing yeah. it's a very one-sided conversation like this is a, not a very good uber like this is not <laughs> it's either the perfect uber if you're the passenger or the worst if you're the uber driver like do not pick up annie she will talk the whole fucking time thinking it's michael myers in uh part five where he's got those driving gla- uh, gloves and stuff and he's driving <laughs> angry the brute uh but uh, if you get you, you get give me five stars if you could please <laughs> uh, there, there's there's water in the glove box <laughs> i got some uh mint if uh you know but uh you know just uh here's the ox cord if you're looking to play any <laughs> I got that key, 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 <laughs> remix. It's Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki did a great remix of it. It, <laughs> it really, it really gets you going in the club. Yeah, but she's driving and like driving angry, and she ends up jumping out of the jeep. Yeah, because she's like, "Oh, you passed my turn." So, so you have a truck driver who won't take her far enough. You have this <laughs> too far, <laughs> too far. It's like I need somebody to get me just right. Yeah. So yeah, she, baby she, bear over here. So she just barrel rolls out of the car, and then is is chased down in the woods. And you got to give Mrs. Voorhees some credit here for a woman of her age. She is moving in the sport. Yeah, doing trail running. Yeah, she's uh, she's a great uh, killer, except for when it comes to head to head combat, and you know what's coming. Because that's was my note watching this. Before. I'm like, man, you're hitting it with a broom and shit. Like, 
<laughs> if, if you just could stab her from the back, you'd be great at this. But like, if they know it's coming, she's not a very effective killer at all. Yeah. So she sneaks up on Annie, cuts her throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, very hairy hand does it. Yeah. Because uh, it's not Betsy Palmer's hand. It's uh, is it Tom Savini's hand? Uh, or there was a Tasso. I think it was his like assistant. But either way, I'll I'll do the Jerry Seinfeld and say she had man hands. <laughs> Yes, that is a very good Seinfeld reference. <laughs> so Annie gets killed, and then that's it for Annie. That's it for Annie, this character we we've been following for like the first quarter of the movie. But you know, like that's a that's a I don't know if it was a it wasn't really a trope then. It certainly is now. Of if you the girl that's at the beginning, you got to stick with her all the way through. I mean, that's a psycho thing. Yeah, because psycho, you stayed with her much longer. Yeah, to like the the middle, and then you're like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah, well, when I watched Cycle for the first time, I thought the shower scene took place in like the first ten minutes or something. I thought that was an opening kind of like scream, but yeah. I, was, I was like, "Oh, we following Janet Lee for a while." Where did we just? And then she gets it, and then new person comes in, so. and you're like, "No, that's no, this is not. We gotta go run it back, Alfred. Yeah, run it back. This is not how okay. you make a movie." Well, Victor and Victor Miller was kind of took the trope of uh, the mother thing from Psycho, but flipped it. So mm-hmm. now it's the mother killing. So maybe maybe he was directly inspired by that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, once we get to, once Annie gets killed, we actually meet the other campers we who who show up and it's uh led by alice you've got some very mustached sexy rugged late 70s men who are there to oh, do with do no the shirt but then a scarf tied around his neck or a neckerchief and, a handkerchief Mm-mm-mm. and it's a look and you've got steve christie who's like trying to start the camp up again with a very very pre-top gun mustache like that steve is, christie would be in a pride parade today yes and he would have been one back there uh he, <laughs> Yeah, he would have been throwing bricks at cops at Stonewall. Like I have absolutely <laughs> no doubt, Steve Christie has a secret, and it's yeah. not about the bodies at the lake. No, no. <laughs> uh, we we also get uh, who else pulls up because uh, there was another scene, and maybe the uncut. Is this the one where they they get the the truck is towed as a prank, or is that in part two? I think it's in part one because in part. Two, it's mostly that Volkswagen bug that I remember. Maybe the bug gets to, but I'm I was thinking because there's not like a toe scene in this uncut one. That's yeah. the thing of I should have just watched them both back to back, but side by know, side. Yeah, just but yeah, on, on my two televisions, <laughs> and I have a third just like Elvis, so I could watch three TVs at once. Uh we get um Ned. Ned's the funny guy. Yeah. Uh, and re-watching it last night I'm like man this guy gets uh, uh, not as funny throughout the whole thing <laughs> like <laughs> clearly overcompensating for being nervous around women and just people in general but that's what funny people do is you make the joke before anybody else can make that joke about you exactly and that's why we and that's why you are successful and I cry uh, I'm like because I'm like yeah this is me <laughs> I'm not insecure. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'll just talk about the things you already seeing about me, but I'll make you it guys, funny so you can't hurt me. You guys ever have anxiety? What's up? You guys, <laughs> Please. You ever, what's we've the got, deal with this anxiety? We've got uh, Brenda, mm-hmm. um, and she she's the one who instigates the strip monopoly. Yeah. Have you ever played a uh, strip monopoly or 
I will just broaden it. Have you ever played strip anything? I have not. Um, I don't know if you would believe this, but I was not popular during the times of, of, of strip games. No, even just... in like even in like college, like that that was not something I ever did. And I had like friends in a friend group in college, but we were all friends, so it was never like let's so. get naked. Did you ever play spin the bottle? No, never played spin the bottle. Um, Seven minutes that. in heaven is that a was where you no. go into the closet with a person. No, the only thing from childhood and like my teenage years, I remember anything close to that was, <laughs> this is very dumb. Um, so uh, there was, a, when I was in fifth grade, there was this girl who I went to school with, her name was Hannah. And I had a big crush on Hannah and she invited everybody over for a Halloween party one year. And she had it in her basement. So it was all like in the basement, music, slow dancing, everything. I don't know if anybody made out or anything because we, we were only in fifth grade, so we were like 10, 11. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, that was like, like my first like boy-girl party experience. Um, I didn't do super great at that boy-girl party because I dressed actually like Jason and scared everybody at first. Because like, who is that? Because I had like a sock cap on <laughs> and a Jason mask. They're like, who is that? Who is that? Who Who is it? Who is it? Uh, and then I you were put all the too, them. too committed to the, to the role. <laughs> And then I tried to be be cool, and like I'll never forget this. It's one of those memories that's like burned in your mind, right? I, when you lay your head on the pillow and you're like, yeah. "Ah, I'll be able to fall asleep." No, pr- oh no! <laughs> I tried to be cool. You there now? Yes. You tried to be cool. Yeah. Okay. So I tried to be cool and I, uh, I tried to be cool and everybody was screaming and I tried to be, I tried to do, do, do the cool thing. I pull my mask off and I go, can you believe you were scared of Gavin? And then, <laughs> and then like, you need to leave this party. You are no longer invited. Hit the here. bricks. Hit the bricks. So that was one. And then most of my, honestly, most of my teenage experiences were at, um, for, for high school, were like at church dances. Uh, and I was raised very Mormon and okay. like when went like Mormon youth group. So it was just like, don't do anything or else the Lord's watching. Don't think about anything. Your hands on the waist here. Keep two Bible links apart. Yeah. You cannot touch. So I like yeah. that you guys measured things by the Bible. Yeah. And they're like King James yeah. un- <laughs> unaltered version. Well, I was measuring by pocket Bibles, baby. So <laughs> bring it in a little bit. <laughs> You're like, oh, Oh, look at look at that dirty Terhune over there. He's only one Psalms apart from her. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Psalm 69, baby. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a psalm, but uh... I don't think they go up to 69. <laughs> <laughs> that's the lost psalm they didn't want you to know about. It actually, yeah. it, it's like an elevator. It's like an uh the floor at a hotel. It goes 68, then right to 70. Yeah, they it's the 13. Um <laughs> Yeah, I've never played. Uh, I played my fair share of Monopoly, uh, but I'm not. <laughs> just, just believe it or not, the flop property trading game. <laughs> just regular Monopoly. You're like, I'm really good at Monopoly, but the stripping comes in. No, I can't. I no can't thanks. I'm not. I'm not whipping my dick out for a utility. Not doing <laughs> it. You gotta whip out to twenty percent of your dick because that's what <laughs> was on the dice. If you want boardwalk, you got to show one ball, one yeah. ball, all of it. And I, and I, to me, like knowing how to play Monopoly, I don't know how you justify 
do you if you owe money does that mean you give them a, an article of clothing then so that kind of equals out the game it's like if you land it on boardwalk you owe the same as as one of the, the low rent properties <laughs> one of the i feel like the the low rent should be nastier be like oh you landed on baltic oh you gotta give me some of them underwear that's what yeah, i need if, but you gotta keep the rest of your clothes on but you gotta somehow get the underwear off <laughs> under your pants uh i did have a thing recently i was on the on the road and uh i got dressed quickly because i had to start driving to the next gig I put underwear on. I put the pants on that I wore the night before, of course, because I'm just going to be in the car until I get to the thing. I'm getting gas at the gas station, and I realize there's, like, something in my pants, like a bulge. So I, like, <laughs> get the gas, but then I pull off to the side because I don't want to just be uncomfortable the whole drive. <laughs> and I reach – I get out of the car, and I reach into my pants, and I realize the underwear from the night before were still in the pants, even though I'm wearing underwear. <laughs> So I pulled it out and then I just look over to the gas pump and somebody's looking at me <laughs> that I just pulled out this whole thing underwear from my pants and I just got in the car and drove off because I'm never going to see these people again. <laughs> it was like a magic trick for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> want, to, want to know how I got these BVDs? If, if the person at if the person at the gas pump had any kind of comedic timing, they'd be like, what's his name? <laughs> uh, me. It was just me. It's just <laughs> these wouldn't fit anybody else. Um, we could talk about the kills. I mean, we, we have been t- touching on the kills, but we got the, the people roll up and then Steve Christie puts these people to work immediately. There's no like, hey, how are you? There is. But he's like, Get to painting, essentially. There's no there's no welcome lunch in anything. He's like, y'all want to work? You're here yeah. to work. We're doing it. Like, you don't, they, they, they get to meet somebody. They don't even get to worry about Annie for a while. Like, she'll be here when she gets here. We're yeah. burning daylight. <laughs> well, that we we get the, the feeling that there was something going on between Adrian King and Steve Christie of like, come on, give me another chance, babe. Mm-hmm. but we it's never like she draws a picture of him i guess from the night before so i there's it's not really spoken or said what happened what's happened in the movie yeah and i these are all teenagers correct like you you assume they're all under like 18 high school i think they're probably. all teenagers and steve christie <laughs> steve, steve, steve christie over here trying to be like come on baby take me to prom it's like you're yeah. 35 at pride yeah like, <laughs> he i but i don't know it's like this came out in 80 but you know m- might have been shot in seven like there's a time period where i'm like you could be 18 or 40 i don't know you know and nowadays it, it's kind of the same way where i i can no longer tell ages like yeah that person is my age like that person is 12 years old and <laughs> like, like, like what yeah but the, yeah but they're dressed so well that that young man looks better they than i do shit together clearly <laughs> and i'm in just in a t-shirt over here who, who let this tiktok star buy a home yeah i just pulled a second pair of underwear from my jeans <laughs> so so we we're, so we're talking about kills and mixing up the movies i swear to you there is a kill in this. It's not, but I will swear on Solemn 69 that, that it is real. I thought when there's a scene where 
the guy runs to like the archery range mm-hmm. in the rain and the lights come on. I swear that there is a scene where you see Mrs. Voorhees hands pull back a bow and arrow and like arrow this dude. It does not happen. I do not know what that movie is. I don't know what movie that is from, but I could swear that there's a scene where they they, they shoot a bow and arrow at somebody at the archery range. Well, there's a scene where the funny guy, Ned, shoots the arrow at the girl and she's like, uh, she's like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you're funny. You're, you're sexy when you're mad or whatever, sweetheart. He does the impression. <laughs> like, there, there's that, but th- this could be like a, a TCM type thing where you think you saw what you saw, but it wasn't there. Because there's a lot of kills that aren't even in the movie, but then you see the aftermath of that, you know? Yeah, a lot of bodies being discovered, a lot of thing, things like that. As far as uh, kills go, very graphic for its time pretty tame by today's standards yeah i mean that's and that's most things of like mm-hmm. back then they're like clutching pearls but now they're like yeah let's just show it at 2 p.m on tv <laughs> nobody cares whatever the, the world is chaos and that like the, the interesting thing about this movie is nobody really knows anybody is dead until almost the end like when adrian finds uh the arrows through bill like mm-hmm. I, th- I was wrote that down. I was like, I think this is the first time anybody realizes that somebody's dead. And I don't know if that's from the the script just being kind of haphazard and kind of rushed. But I, I think like there, there's not a lot of people at this camp. But then again, Christy's been making them work, so they couldn't really get a good look at who all's there. Yeah, but I, I think, think part of it is like Mrs. Voorhees being pretty sly about it. Like she's picking them off, you know. Yeah, she, she's got some Assassin's Creed level training. She's just getting in there, getting out, and then jump, jumping into a hay barrel. Yeah, she's and, got some ninja skills going on. Yeah, so probably the most famous kill from this first one is going to be Kevin Bacon. I mean, it's it's the most famous dude in the movie, you know, so. Yeah, and I think if, you would, if you'd given him the kill of Bill with like just being found with arrows, I don't think it would have been as big of a deal later on, mm-hmm. but having Kevin Bacon get killed in such a grisly fashion, he has sex. And then, nice. he, yeah, he also says like, how did you like your 80 orgasms? Yeah. And she's like, I could have had 81. Let uh, <laughs> You want to read from Psalm 69, baby? <laughs> so, so she walks off and then he's just laying there, just taking it all in. Just... On a dirty pillow with no pillowcase. None of these <laughs> things have, the sheets or pillowcases just a public domain pillow no thank you i watch the i'm not a i'm not a camping person i don't like camping i've stayed in like summer camp cabins before as a mormon youth we would have this thing we we had a couple things like uh called youth conference we had one at a summer camp one time that was very camp crystal lake but just laying on like a dirty awful mattress that somebody else has laid on and just not I don't look, like it. I'm- look, Gav, if there's a chance I, I might get late, okay. But if I'm <laughs> sleeping there, no, thank you. <laughs> like, this, this is that's the difference. Is like, uh, if I'm just gonna take a nap, I'll just sleep anywhere else. But <laughs> if I'm gonna see read Psalm 69, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. If I'm if I'm about to nut and run, yeah, we can get on this. <laughs> we can get on this. You dirty made mattress. it filthy. You said nut and run. <laughs> that's disgusting. You got a nut and run. In Psalm 69, I said, thou shalt nut and run. 
lay up on the dirty camp mattress. That's like a that's that could be a side felt like. Did he nut and run? Oh, he he nutted and run. He nutted and runned. He did it. He got it. He got yeah, out. You know, you don't like to nut and run? I don't like to nut and run. <laughs> Is that a sign? Could be. You yeah. can't nut and run. You got to stay there. You got to cuddle a little, little bit. Gotta, Jerry, I'm telling you, you can't nut and run. It's the summer of George. I can't, <laughs> can't nut and run. I things to do, Jerry. Um, the women, they, and they let you. They let you, Jerry. And well, I was we talking about previously in this episode uh, where like the kill, it's a cool kill because it's the blood spurt and there's something coming up from the bottom. But in hindsight, when I watched the documentaries and seen Tom Savini talk about it, it's clearly the neck is a different color. Yeah, he, than, but it's that uh, but it's also like, and you know, I don't I don't need it to be a spectacular kill. Yeah, I think it's still good. But if we're being nitpicky, I can see that it's clearly a dude's head coming through the thing. <laughs> but that's probably me knowing how it is. I'm getting all Betsy Palmer about it, pretentious. But uh, if you if you get arrowed in the neck, your neck will stretch like silly putty first, yep. and then it will pierce through, and then the blood <laughs> will come out. Just logistically, it's a cool kill. <clears throat> it's a cool kill. But Mrs. Voorhees had to just be. <laughs> I feel like he would have felt her try to push the arrow, like push the whole thing, it. yeah, from the bottom bunk. Like <laughs> so, the... you're you don't have a lot of torque to be putting it through the bottom bunk. Was <laughs> so that an she... arrow, right? Like... Yes, yeah, yeah, it's an okay. arrow. And just her, just like this, this feeble old woman, just like trying to work this. Be like, is there something under this bed? <laughs> I know and, I just nutted, but and, <laughs> and just imagine Mrs. Voorhees under the bed the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> she's just waiting, like, oh yeah, and then and she's like, oh god, what did I sign up for? The thing that I'm killing these kids for, and now I'm just under the bed the whole time during Psalm sixty nine. <laughs> I like to think she like was way, way outside the window and then like did, did a tactical roll in and just like rolled under the bed. Like, yeah. Now's, now's the time. Yeah. Now it is. I, I prefer her to be under the bed the whole time. <laughs> just the whole time. That's yeah. what a lot of killers do. If, they, if you get killed from under a bed, they're there the whole time when you bone and they're hearing they're They're hearing your vinegar strokes. They're hearing everything. <laughs> they're hearing every dirty noise you're making. Nothing run. <laughs> sorry i gotta get my keys <laughs> uh yeah i would say that's probably one of the most iconic kills it's not my favorite though not your favorite okay not, not my favorite uh but we also the other kills we get uh uh was it a bill with just the arrows i mm-hmm. i you know i i don't hate it when you just see the aftermath because but although it would have been cool to just see a dude catch a bunch of arrows. Yeah, which you know? I saw. I tell you, I'm telling you, I seen it. I seen it. I seen the super uncut version that, that nobody else has memories of. It's, it's my Mandela effect. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite kills is not even actually a kill, but I love uh, Brenda, the, the Monopoly girl. She's in, the, in her cabin reading a book with a nightgown and a candle looking like Scrooge. I <laughs> I was I was watching it with uh, producer wife and I was like, look, it's uh, Ebenezer Scrooge over here, all buttoned up. Uh, you just were naked, almost naked, playing Monopoly. But you're like, ah, oh, let me be modest. And for well, a woman never goes to bed like a whore. Yeah, but she'll play Monopoly like one. <laughs> uh, and I don't think she's a whore, by the way. But like, I love I love the idea and the, uh, the kill of like her being lured out into the night. 
I, I love that. And it's something about just very Blair Witch to me mm-hmm. before, you know, obviously Blair Witch. But I, I and then we get we see her body later being thrown through the window. But I just like that uh, Miss Voorhees is really like switching up these kills. She's luring somebody out. She's mm-hmm. sneaking up behind somebody. Uh, and then also, I forgot the other thing. Uh, who, I don't remember the girl's name, but she gets it in the in the outhouse. Like just, you could see like the, the hand just pulling back the curtain a little bit. That's mm-hmm. creepy to me, you know? Yeah, I think that's going to get, that, that, that's going to be Marcy who had sex with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. She's like, I got to pee after you nutted so good. <laughs> Every other podcast, we haven't been this filthy, but for some reason, the, I feel like the, Friday the third 13th just brings it out of people because it yeah. is the horniest franchise. I mean, there's sex in other movies that we've covered at this point, but this is a very and this is a again a tame entry. This series gets so horny, like, oh, yeah, like that's Jason, part of that is the trip part of a trope, you know, like Jason gives off the pheromones, like when he's around, people got to do it, yeah, there's something in the air. So uh, I can't wait for the comments on this. Like, why are they 12? Why did they, <laughs> why'd they say nutted so much? <laughs> well, that's just part of the vernacular around it's here. It's just part of it. So yeah, she goes to the outhouse to, to pee. And that's got to be, you talk about sleeping on those beds. Just uh, you, you get it down. You're sweaty. You're gross. You've been defiled. And then you have to go pee in, in, in the outhouse of a cabin. Like that sounds terrible. I've done that plenty of times. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, I was. Uh, I went to probably five or six years of Boy Scout camp, uh, and I am an Eagle Scout, so I would have been able to handle Mrs. Voorhees. That's <laughs> I didn't get able, that merit badge. You would have been able to tie some knots, and yeah. also uh, you did a very good project to clean up your neighborhood to get That's your true. Eagle Scout. Yeah, it was uh, taking out Mrs. Voorhees <laughs> was the project. Uh, if you want to get your eagle, you got to take out this old woman. Yeah, you got to, and she's crafty, so watch out. But uh, yeah, I I've spent a lot of time at, at Boy Scout camps. Never this low alone, you know. Mm-hmm. There are kids there, but, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I thought you meant like never this low, like there was a Wendy's on site. Like, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> well, I wish in hindsight, <laughs> uh, I I'm pretty much don't go anywhere unless there's a Wendy's within <laughs> half mile. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, so I, I respect you a lot there. Cause yeah, I went a few times for, for like youth camps and things like that yeah. with church, but I, but I was never like. I've never been been a campy person. It's never been something that I enjoy, and I, I don't. I don't think you are either. I think as a child, I, I do enjoy it, but that's not my speed. I'm not yeah. like an. I nobody looks at me and thinks outdoorsy. Uh, yeah, like I'm just not an outdoor doorsy guy. Like when, when people go go to music festivals, like it's so great. You're 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 hot. You're sweaty. You don't shower for like three days. I was like, that's that disgusting. Terrible. That sounds <laughs> terrible. I, I will stay inside and watch uh, fan cams on YouTube. I will do that. <laughs> Please kill me. If yeah. I'm out that long, but uh, yeah, but that just that the thing is something about being in the woods, you never know who's out there, especially like if you know you're the adult around, like these kids are the adult because Steve Christie's out gonna be back before it gets dark, but he's a liar and <laughs> out all night, apparently. He's doing going to something. a discotheque, yeah, but like when you know you're the authority figure, so if like something goes wrong. You're like, who do I talk to? Because I'm the guy I should talk to. You know? Oh, no. And yeah. And just knowing that as, as we're adults now, it's like I booked some flights uh, back on Memorial Day weekend. I was like, I can fly by myself. 
It's like, yeah, yeah you're in your 30s. It's yeah, okay. telling you not to, but nobody nobody's... says nobody says to do it either, you know. <laughs> um, and I don't know. What, what Do you want to fast forward to the end? Because we pretty much covered what, what we got. Yeah, cover. what happened? She gets the Steve Christie getting it. That's I don't know. I just like that sequence of, oh, hi. What are you doing out in this? <laughs> For some reason, just getting it. There's a lot of off-screen kills in this. There's a, a lot more than more than people would probably think. Yeah, Steve Chris. Oh, hello. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. And then it's getting oh, hey, Mrs. Voorhees, because he recognizes apparently who yeah. she is in the dark. Mm-hmm. It just you don't have any questions of what I guess he's like, what are you doing out in this mess? But also, what are you really doing out in this? Like, <laughs> is she like a known ta- person around town the way crazy Ralph is? Yeah, or they're like, "Oh, the cook's here early," but yeah. I, I assume she never came back. Well, was... she like, is she known around town? Is she the people know that her son was killed while uh, those counselors were making love? Like <laughs> they should have been watching him. Yeah, like where's she been staying this whole time? So everybody starts freaking out. They're finding bodies, and then then a jeep wrangler pulls up, mm-hmm. and it is a jeep thing. And Mrs. Voorhees gets out and like, oh no, it's okay. And like, oh, thank you. She's here. She's like, I'm Mrs. Voorhees. And they're like, like, seems legit. Seems legit. She's gonna, everything is cool. This stranger has come to help us. People are getting murdered. Mm -hmm. We're all suspects, but this stranger is here to help. And then if somebody shows up and immediately starts asking real sus and then goes into a monologue about their child dying, that's when you know they're doing it. That's when you know that every, that they're responsible for everything because people don't do that. Nobody pulls up in monologues. <laughs> <laughs> they were making love while that young boy drowned. I just, I just, th- these counselors weren't making love. Let's just call it what it was. <laughs> like, they were, were <laughs> nothing and run. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it be. I uh, got to get mine, son. Shit, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta be up to teach merit badges in the morning. But like, I gotta, I gotta make some s'mores and shit. Gotta, <laughs> I can't be going in fully loaded making s'mores. I, I do like that uh, Betsy Palmer. She talks about it. She's like being an actress who uses the uh, Stanislavski method, which I tried to read about it. it seems uh, somebody, a real actor, will comment, but uh, seems very method e type acting. She says, I always try to find details about my character with Pamela. I began with a class ring that we see throughout the movie. The killers were in a class ring. I remember reading in the script that she'd worn. Starting with that, I traced Pamela back to my own high school days in the early 40s. So it's 1944, a very conservative time. And Pamela has a steady boyfriend. They have sex, which is very bad, of course. Mm -hmm. And Pamela soon gets pregnant with Jason. Father takes off and with... uh, Uh, Pamela tells her parents they disown her because having babies out of wedlock is something good girls don't do. Uh, So that's kind of her backstory. She goes on with this, but Jason drowns the whole world and her whole world collapses. So now now her motive is when the counselors were uh, doing, instead of watching Jason, they were having sex. So now she's like, uh, whenever somebody has sex, that's the no-no. From that point on, Pamela becomes very psychotic and uh, puritanical in her uh, attitudes. So that's kind of her thinking around the character. And that's clearly comes across in the, yeah. the performance. And I, 
I don't know what you think about her performance, but even if it's like a little over the top and hokey, I st- I really like her. I will screen. not say yeah, I won't say anything bad about her. She's a really like she does a really good job and is pretty terrifying. Like she's just like she oh has- this she lost her marbles and now uh, yeah. but she has like a good reason for doing it. It's a it's a it, it's it, it's very ju- justifiable to her of why she's doing it. Mm-hmm. She thinks sex bad. She doesn't want this camp to open again because she doesn't want anybody else to have their child drown there which is very admirable like you can see from her perspective why she's doing it she is going about it in the wrong way like yeah, just you, murder just murder you know just <laughs> murder having crazy ralph say there's a curse on it just it's it's a lot and the fact that she's still so dedicated that she's like checking the paper every day like is the camp opening they yeah. no, they they open the camp. Guess I got to drive up there now and kill who's ever there. This is very uh, um, my bloody Valentine. If they have the Valentine dance, Harry Warden's going to come back and kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very that you know. And I uh, with with her performance, she's like she'll go from like a a happy smile to like a, a just a frown and a, like you could see crazy in her face. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of performance i like is when you could see crazy in a face yeah and like the wide eyes and the killer mommy killer yeah like she's talking to herself you know yeah and there's like no no i'm out at that point like you gotta be out and then so you have the big finale they're they're fighting with brooms throwing stuff also give a shout out to mrs Voorhees for being able to toss a grown-ass woman through a window yeah so and say some of that stuff you just don't think like clearly that was not her like throwing somebody a whole human being through the window because i uh you know i'm pretty strong gavin and i don't think i could throw a whole body through a window and i've tried she she has the venom from bane in batman Mm -hmm. she just has to hulk up and then just like she gets one and she's like now's the time to chuck a body through a window you merely came to camp i was molded by She just didn't throw a body. And then you have that, the one of the, I don't know if it's one of the best fights. It's just, it, it, it it's very much a scrap. You've got two people. Like Mrs. she Boring. can't get the job done if somebody else knows they're fighting. Because you know? <laughs> like. she's an old woman. She's like, she gets hit with an oar. Like she's getting like blocking machetes with, with, with oars mm-hmm. and then drops it. And then Mrs. Voorhees, her facial expression when she knows she's about to get got yeah and she knows that machete's coming for her head and i love the slow motion of that there there's several times throughout the scene i love the slow motion of that for i love reason. the slow motion of it i love seeing the toothpicks that were holding the head on the body <laughs> it just adds to it for some reason it's a it's a gory decapitation like yeah. there, there's a lot to it it looks pretty gross i think and it to, holds up well to think and adrian king is like I got no other choice than to cut this lady's head off like, <laughs> in like, my head i'm like that's not something that alice does but it's also like you this lady's not stopping yeah you so you know you, you could have clipped her arm maybe stabbed her but like not nah, we just gotta yeah. it's a very definitive end yeah. to the character of like we're gonna cut her head off and, mm-hmm. and her head does become like a thing in the other movies yeah um at least in the second one uh, it just becomes like a, a thing. So she gets killed. You have really the first use of a everything is fine. This movie is over. The, the threat is down. 
guess what? No, it's not. Jump scare. You peed a little. Well, it's not the first use of this, Gavin. Is it not? Well, because the uh, Tom Savini has said, like, the jump scare at the end was inspired by Carrie. Oh, with the hand coming out of the grave? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to edit that out. The second. <laughs> no, but, I mean, you're no, not wrong of, like, no, I know. it's kidding. different because, like, now it's a trope of you're, you're just waiting at the end of a movie of, like, oh, thank God that's over. Ah, you know, like I actually, I really hate it. It's the worst part of any horror movie for me. Is everything is done? You're just like, oh, when's the spooky face gonna pop on the screen? When's, yeah. the, when's, when's Michael this... Myers' eyes gonna open in the morgue? <laughs> when is when is this screamer video from nineteen from from two thousand five? YouTube gonna make me piss myself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where I hate those. Where somebody here watch this video and then the face pops up. God damn it! That <laughs> it's just watch, me. watching that car on the hillside. Yeah, like, I watched that car on the hillside video for the first time, and the the scary thing popped up, and I go, well, I don't understand what's that. What? So, so I watched it again. I, I didn't get it. Yeah, uh, you... I was like, do I not have headphones on? Like, what am I, like... what's going on? <laughs> Well, uh, uh, we get the we get the scare at the end, and that that could be for me the oh shit moment of this movie mm. is the and we have to talk about the score in the minute, but the score helps so much with all this stuff. But like the if you didn't know that was coming, and this thing just jumps up out of the water looking the way it does, you'd be like, God damn, you know, <laughs> like when me and stephanie watched it for the first time together like she had never seen it ever okay yeah so she did not know that's uh, that's what you need to get somebody that doesn't know and watch them you know and even knowing it's coming you forget when it's coming yeah because so this kind of holds it for a little while it's a painting that scene of her in the water mm -hmm. messing around you know and you're just even knowing it's coming, like I'm still there, like white nut, white knuckling it on my couch. I thought you were gonna say white nutting. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I'm just white nutting, waiting for it to happen, just edging on the edges, just edging on the couch. Just windy, windy, filthiest. <laughs> white knuckling, white knuckling, you filthy asshole. Just, just white knuckling, just waiting for it to happen because it zooms in. And you think, okay, it's all it's it zoomed as far in as you can go. Like it's gonna yeah. happen. And then it like pans out to a scary boy jumping out of the lake. Mm -hmm. And it, it gets me most times because I, I forget. And that that for me I, I is the is the oh shit moment, besides Mrs. Voorhees pulling up, because you can kind of, if you didn't know, you're like, oh, well, this is a new thing. And uh, when, when she's talking to herself, you're like, clearly this lady is not okay, <laughs> you know? Um, but th just this movie overall, just enhanced by the score of uh, what's his face, Harry Manfredini or whatever his name yeah. is uh, with the, the key, 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 ma, 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 like that's iconic and people it's not jaws. Uh, nothing is done, but that was, I think taken from if, if jaws is, you know, Bruce, the shark is not on screen or but he's around the kiki ki ma 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 like you could just hear kids say that if even yeah. in the woods people just do ki 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 ma ma like that's a thing now it's just you know so yeah. iconic it's very it's really scary did you ever play the friday the 13th video game yeah i did so uh i played online with some friends and i had like my headphones on playing mm -hmm. it like my headset and when Jason's near, like, it starts, like, you start hearing it close to you. And, like, hearing it 
in, in, in a game setting where you know jason could come to kill you the heartbeat it's, yeah it, it, it's terrifying you're like i know this isn't real it, it's it, it's a game he's not actually mm-hmm. coming for me but it, it it's terrifying and it, it it's a very it, it signals that he's near and that you're that you are in danger mm-hmm. and it's just a creepy noise it's just a creepy thing to hear mm-hmm. in, in, in any context, even outside of the context of Jason. It's just a very creepy thing that they created for this that has appeared in pretty much every, all of the movies. I think so. Yeah. And just the, man, the, the score of this is, it's not John Carpenter. It's not Halloween, uh, but it's still pretty good as far as reflecting what's going on in this it's very, movie. It's a very loud score. Like it I, is. <laughs> Like watching the opening credits of this, you're like, I need to turn this down. This is they turned it up to eleven for this. Or one. God forbid, you fall asleep to a DVD of it, <laughs> and guess what loops during the menu is <laughs> some form of this. <laughs> and it, the, like to me, it's just it's not scary if you just hear that noise. But waking up in the middle of the night, no lights, just <laughs> and I hate falling asleep to a DVD of a horror movie because it's oh, never yeah. like. It's never the friends, you know. Never upbeat and happy. It's it's it it just loops the scariest scenes of the movie. Yeah. So you have the theme, you have people screaming, and you're like, I would like this to stop. Why is my Samsung logo not bouncing on the screen? Why is it not going to a sleep mode yet? Trying to sleep. I'm not even scared. I'm just annoyed at this point. (laughs) Uh, We we I found this that I didn't know, but we had the we had to talk about the. During the filming of the fight sequence between uh, Adrian King and Betsy Palmer, uh, Betsy Palmer suggested they they rehearse the scene based on theater training. She said, uh, I said to Adrian that night, why don't we rehearse this scene? And I have to slap you because on stage, when you slap somebody, you slap them. Uh, So while rehearsing, Palmer slapped King in the face and she began crying. (laughs) She claps to the floor crying, Sean. Uh, Cunningham she hit me I said well of course I hit her we had to rehearse the scene and he said no Betsy we don't hit people in movies <laughs> she's just really just slapping people for no reason she, she just really wanted to hit her she just wanted to she's like here's a theater trick just stand there while I yeah. hit you in the face yeah not not only is she method but so is Adrian King in that scene <laughs> um uh, the, I, I found this interesting too. While most of the cast and crew stayed in local hotels during shooting, Tom Savini and his assistant uh, Tasso Stravikis, I think that those were the hands that killed the hitchhiker girl, mm-hmm. uh, stayed on the campground itself, even watching horror movies after hours on a VCR that Savini brought. If you're if you're uh, on on set, are you staying on on site at the camp? Or are you going to go stay in the hotel? Hotel. 100 percent. i know listen i'm a princess when it comes to those things like we know people i've known comedians i'm sure you have as well who sleep in their car who some of them just camp in between gigs yeah it's like i'm staying at the days in i I don't want to i don't want to rough it i know it's hard out there on the road for a lot of people but can't do it can't too much of a princess you know but i I don't know, but sometimes those hotels are worse. Yeah, I've stayed in some bad hotels. I've stayed, I've stayed in some pretty bad hotels, but still, even the worst hotel for me is still probably preferred to the woods. Well, it's uh, you never I, once I think I hope in a hotel room f- found a black snake that you killed. Yeah, <laughs> which was a real snake. They killed yeah. a real snake, which is not okay. 
and they they i guess that was like not a a wild snake that was like some dude's snake that they had and they didn't tell this dude that they're gonna kill this snake Mm -hmm. so like that and that's a thing of like i i'm not okay with like real death of any kind in a movie i guess if they're like oh let's kill it if we're gonna eat it later i guess but it just seems odd. It's not like cannibal Holocaust type death, you know? Yeah. It just seemed like you don't even need that scene. Really? You don't know. It had to nothing. It just was a snake. I mean, I guess you had it to like establish that you have a machete on site, but you could also just have it hanging there and be like, be like, that's but nobody Gavin would be like, where did she get that machete? Nobody (laughs) would say that, you know, (laughs) you just assume, are you, you just have a line where it's like, have it hanging up and be like, if uh, some of the brush out there needs clearing, uh, use this machete. Yeah. Use, use uh, check off some machete, please. Go, <laughs> ahead, go ahead and grab that. Um, yeah. So that that's the thing. I was like, okay, I don't like that at all. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's just a snake. But knowing that it's like somebody's snake, they're like, okay. Yeah, I think be. the dude was upset after that. Like, yeah, you, you should be. You're like, okay, Mr. Snake, you're going to be in a movie. See you chop, later. Chop, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. Um, The original title was supposed to be Long Night at Camp Blood, or that's what Victor Miller uh, thought. And uh, I know there's a big court case thing between them now that I'm sure may or may not be resolved or anything by the time we're done. But that's why we've not seen any more Jason movies. It's really annoying because I've met Victor Miller. He came to a film festival here in Evansville like 10 years ago. He's super nice, super cool to talk to. But it's also, it's also, you disappeared. Sorry. So, uh, <clears throat> so I met Victor Miller at a film festival. He, he came to Evansville. He was super nice, nice to talk to, super cool to get to know and ask questions about th- this movie. But at the same time, he's the reason why we haven't gotten a new Friday the 13th movie in over 10 years. He's the reason we haven't gotten any more content for the Friday the 13th game. They had so much more content planned, but when this lawsuit happened, they had to like just halt everything. Well, is, is he the reason or is it Sean Cunningham? Like, I think it's a little of both. And this is for a different podcast, but like of the, the legalities, because I don't know. But I'm like, yeah, seems like they made way a whole bunch of money. And then Victor Miller did not. And yeah, it's like, it's, that's shitty. You know, a lot of it. Oh, it, a lot of it goes back to who owns Jason. Yeah, because Jason is not Friday the 13th and vice versa. That's why you get jason goes to hell or yeah all the other jason ones as opposed to friday the 13th yeah well what happened with with that and i I don't want to get too deep into the uh scary camp blood woods here but paramount owned the first eight and -hmm. then they sold it to uh new 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 line and i guess paramount retained the rights to the friday the 13th name but yeah. they gave like all the intellectual property, Jason, Cancris, like all that stuff to New Line. So that that's why there's Jason X and Jason goes to hell the final Friday mm-hmm. because they, they couldn't use the Friday the 13th name. And yeah. It so. seems like a waste to hold on to one and not the other because everybody cares about Jason. Yeah. Nobody's like, I oh, this isn't a Friday the 13th movie. They think they care if it's a Jason movie. And that's why for so long it was annoying trying to buy collections of it on DVD or VHS because they'd mm-hmm. always have like the first eight, the end. 
And I don't know how yeah. Shout Factory did it or, uh, yeah, how Shout Factory got around it, but they they, they released the really good box set with, with yeah. like all of them together. Yeah, and it's actually like good art to it because mm-hmm. if you've ever just seen like the generic eight versions, it's just like a guy in a hockey mask. Like holding the a shittiest. <laughs> like it's not, it's not like, yeah, it's Jason, but it also could be anybody else. You yeah, know? that's a, and every so now, every now and then, They'll have like a new collection come out like the Shout Factory box set. That's fantastic. It's got a lot of great special features on it. But then you also have like Paramount's like, let's cash in. And they'll, they'll release like just the first eight again. It's like, stop doing that. We, we we have them, Paramount. We already have them. Please stop doing this to us. Yeah. But again, I bought the one that came out. So people are buying them, I guess. Yeah. Um, if you're going to watch other films or did you have an oh shit moment, by the way? Uh probably my oh shit moment would uh be probably the snake i i guess because that's just like such an upsetting part of anything yeah and it it really kind of takes you out of the movie if you forget it's gonna happen because then you know it's real so i think that's kind of upsetting and then for favorite kill i think we gotta go i think we gotta go with kevin bacon just because it is the kill people remember most from this movie okay my, i guess my favorite kill is either when uh, brenda's out in the woods and you don't even see it or mrs Voorhees. Mm-hmm. um and then if you're gonna watch uh, some other movies that aren't friday 13th uh, the original what do you recommend uh friday the 13th the remake i really mm-hmm. like the remake. some people don't like it because they don't like weird hunter jason yeah. i think it really i think it really ties together what made the first four movies especially really great mm-hmm. and i think it, it takes all of those and wraps into one easily digestible uh package that i really enjoyed and i'm really really mad that all this litigation and lawsuits happened that we never got a proper sequel to it because i set it up i would have loved to spend some more time in a 2010's crystal lake um also uh C- cabin in the woods yeah. i think Cab- cabin in the woods is it's called cabin in the woods i think it is just even if you're not watching it because it's a Friday the 13th style recommendation, I think it's just one of the best horror movies I've seen in the past 15 years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so creative. It's so funny. It's got pre super famous Chris Hemsworth in it, um, which I always in, enjoy. And then <clears throat> probably. Uh, I want to say cabin fever, but I don't, fondly remember that movie as much as i think i do okay and it's been so long since i've seen it let me let me let me say something that might trigger yours too uh i would say the original halloween we've already Mm -hmm. talked about it on this on this program uh (laughs) also sleepaway camp if you're looking for like camp setting but then also Mm -hmm. kind of a whodunit that's pretty similar Mm -hmm. uh with a shocking ending yeah (laughs) that is does it's a shocking ending that watching it through 2022 eyes, it's like, yeah, I don't know. This, uh, this is fucked up. This, yeah. <laughs> this is not great. Uh, this is not, not a great portrayal of what they're portraying. No, uh, I would say watch Scream. Scream yeah. is a whodunit. Because mm-hmm. um, most other films, you know, Halloween, you know, it's Michael Myers. And for the rest of the franchise of Friday, it's Jason with Scream. It could be any number of people. Every mm-hmm. movie, um, I and the, I would say watch the rest of the Friday franchise if you're 
if you're in it for a whodunit, that's not going to be the rest of the franchise, but it's a Jason thing. <laughs> Spoiler, it's Jason. Every it's, time it's, it's always. Except, except, <laughs> <laughs> except uh, part five. Yeah, it's quickly becoming one of my favorites is part five. I like part five a lot, but it's also kind of a shitty whodunit as well because you're, yeah. you, they lead you to believe it's going to be one guy the whole time. And then you, they have to explain it to you who it was. And you're like, like I, yeah, I, I guess it was him. Okay. Well, at least that they you see the guy a couple times in the movie yes. before you figure out it's him. With this first one, you see you don't see it at all. Yeah. Uh, and also, I love that in the part five, there's a somehow picture of Jason in the paper, <laughs> <laughs> as like if somebody shot his picture and then ran away. That's why it's just like, who's getting these headshots for Jason? <laughs> Uh, I and part, I think part five is just such a funny movie it's, in general. It's, it's so it's it's the horniest of the franchise for sure. Uh, well, made me the horniest. I can tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then I would also say that the fan film uh, for Friday Thirteenth is called Never Hike Alone. It's on YouTube for that's free. I, that's one I have not seen. Uh, uh, excellent. It could. It's better than some of the ones in the franchise. Okay. Okay. And it's I, free. I, I've I've heard that I've heard that it's free because yeah. because it has to be. <laughs> well, it's just really well done, uh, and I would say uh, Black Christmas. Oh, that's a fun one too. No, okay. that's I think that's a Who Done It. I'd have to I haven't watched it in a long time, but I think it's uh, a lot of is done through POV, kind of mm-hmm. like this. Um, and then I would say watch the documentary Crystal Lake Memories if you yeah. like the franchise. That's also a great addition, and it really goes into. All of them. It goes because uh, it came out in 20, I think it came out in like 2013 to 2012. It's narrated so, by what's his face, Corey Feldman. Feldman, yeah. Yeah, it goes through everything. It is eight hours long, like not a joke. It is an eight hour long documentary. So watch that bad boy in spurts unless you want to clock in and like spend a whole work day watching it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's definitely worth checking out. So did you have yeah. any other ones? Um, I think you named, named all of them sleepaway camp at times. I think sleepaway camp. I've only seen the first sleepaway camp, but at times I think sleepaway camp does a better job at portraying like the camp life than Friday the 13th. I've okay. heard the second. Well, there's actually that. kids at the camp too. Yeah. I, I like that. I, I like that aspect of it. And sleep sleepaway camp will, will be one that we should maybe cover on here at some point. No. Okay, good. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Guess, good conversation. Yes, I'm gonna go nut myself, and we're gonna <laughs> maybe. May I? I don't. I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, I think that I think we've said all that needs to be said. There's a <laughs> lot of stuff out there that supplemental material that you yeah. could find if you wanted to know more. Uh, um, all I know is that as long as that we, we mentioned at the very beginning, but Jason is the most toyetic of the killers. Because he's got like his, he's got so many different looks for toys that they sell to us, and it's um, it's so good, so good, yeah. so toyetic. Yeah. There's different version, you know, and what if you're not from a toyetic means different versions of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So wrestling figures are very toyetic as far as you want eight different Shawn Michaels because they got them. Yeah, uh, uh, and and Friday Thirteenth, like they've. Just despite like not making movies, they are making toys, you know. And all the and all the figures are kind of the same. There's the only difference between a Friday the Thirteenth Part Three Jason and a Part Four Jason is some blood on his shirt and an axe wound in his head. That yeah. is it. But they both yeah. cost you thirty five dollars. Yeah, and the, and I own both of them, Gavin. So. As you should, and I you probably do too, right? I don't own those, but I do own like Baghead Jason Part what Six Jason, uh, Roy Burns Jason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
uh okay that's it just uh you know uh give us five stars appreciate you listening and, really do. And, we do we love you and don't forget that uh, jason's coming to get you barbara yeah they're coming to get you they're coming for you barbara they're coming to get you